Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Dawn Sinkula, CEO of Digital Dawn, and I'm so excited to be here with you today. Here on the Ecom Profit Podcast, I open Pandora's box and share with you and other ecom business owners weekly topics that will help you explode your business online. I outline my tried and true secret sauce, the D2D method, that's guaranteed to bring your business results. As an entrepreneur myself, I try to pull out all the same entrepreneurial passions in others. So get ready to be fired up about your business and let's have a great time. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. Welcome to the Ecom Profit Podcast. I am your host, Dawn Sinkula, and today we have a very special guest, Robin Carberry. And I have known Robin for a really long time. We have been friends and, and in masterminds together for many a years. But Robin has coached hundreds of entrepreneurs in offer development, funnel strategy, launching, mindset, all sorts of different things. But what she discovered through her years of coaching is that all the strategies in the world don't help if you don't know what truly sparks you and if your mindset is in the way of your success. So we're going to talk to Robin today about what she loves the most, which is helping Gen X women like myself and her untangle the knot of midlife confusion and find the work that sparks them. So before, um, welcome to the show. First of all, Robin, nice to have you Thank with you. us. I'm so yeah, excited so to be here. I am excited to have you too. And I, I, before Robin and I hit record, we were just having like these most, the, the most, mindful conversations. <laughs> and I wish we had been hitting record because I think we were really talking about some amazing things and um, really, really it had had some good stuff. But Robin, tell us a little bit about you and, and some of your experience. I kind of gave the bio here, but I, I'd love in your own words just to kind of talk through a little bit of, of your experience and what kind of got you into the online space, because this is not where you started. Um, originally, and and you you kind of started off like me in a in a different career before we came to the online space. So tell us a little bit about that and and how you kind of got to this point. Wow! So um, since I'm 56 years old, this could be a very long story. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will give you I will give you the um, the short version. So you know after after I graduated from college, I was in um, the tech space mm-hmm. for for a while. I worked for a couple of startups. Um, you know, so I considered myself pretty tech savvy, um, and somebody who was kind of on the cutting edge of things in terms of all the dot coms and all that good fun stuff that was happening back in the nineties. Um, but I realized at some point and it was when, um, my position got like blended in with another department and I was eliminated basically. And the dude who had been VP of IBM, but had come into our company, like took over the entire department. So I had no, I had no job, even though I was still employed there. So they decided to send me to Cleveland on two days notice for two months on a consulting gig. And as I was like, sitting in the plane on my way, I was like, what am I doing? What am I doing? Like I'm going here for two months. I had to upend my life. There was no notice. And I don't even know if I'm going to come back to a job. Right. So um, 
I decided the thing that made sense was to buy a restaurant in a tiny little town in <laughs> Eastern North Carolina. Well, that seems reasonable, right? <laughs> because I was 29, right? right. And so, but, but really, like what, what, I, what I wanted was to have more control over my life. And yeah. having my own business felt like the way to have more control over my life. Right. So I moved to this tiny little town. Um, the second day I was here, the people I bought the restaurant from introduced me to the man who would become my husband. Which is funny because I didn't move to this small little town of 900 people to get married. That wasn't like yeah, the top thing yeah. on my list. Right. Um, but but that is that is one of the end results. So fast mm-hmm. forward a little bit. I owned the restaurant for eight years. It was successful. But uh, during that journey, um, I was also working incredibly hard hours, um, more yeah. physical labor, and I was diagnosed with lupus. Yeah. And there was just no way I could continue to do that physically, mentally, any of those things. So I had to sell the restaurant. But in that time, I had gotten married. And my husband, while he didn't grow up in this very small town, um, his family is all from here. The street we live on literally is his last name, which I was like, damn, I should have changed my name when I got married. I'd be living on a street with my name. How cool would that be? How cool is that? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. So, um, so I wasn't leaving and at that point still this, okay. So at this point we are in, we're actually in the early nineties at this point, the online space wasn't a thing. Like I couldn't, I couldn't, especially not here. We were still on dial dial up internet. Like I couldn't just go (laughs) online and get a job or start an online business. Yeah. So, um, so I looked around and I was like, all right, there's a ton of law firms around here. Um, mm-hmm. I have a college degree. I'm sure they'll hire me. And that's what yeah. I did um, for 16 years. Right. Uh, I started in litigation. Then I moved to doing a state administration, which is basically helping people when somebody passes away, helping whoever the executor or administrator of the estate is, okay. like go through the, the emotional process, which wasn't yeah. really a part of my job description, but that was a large yeah. part of what I did as well as getting, you know, yeah like distributing all the assets, closing things out, et cetera. Sure. Sure. But once I got my health back, which was a great part of that, of having that nine to five job, having the health insurance, yeah. like being yeah. able to like punch a clock, Steady. punch yep. in, punch out. Yep. Um, I also realized it was killing me inside. Yeah. And that, you know, at that point I was in my forties and was going through the, like, what am I doing with my life? that so many of us go through at that age yes yes that we were just talking about before (laughs) what do you do when you yes right yes so at that point in time there was the online space was something that I could go out and explore and and that's when I started my online business so I told you it was going to be a long story no, I, it's, it's context right so we have we have context to how you get there because your story is similar to my story in, in many ways. And that I, you know, had worked for corporate for, for 17, 18 years and, and same sort of thing. It was like a slow, painful death of, of, you know, death by paper cuts at some point, it felt a little bit like this is, this is it, right? This is what you've created. You've, you've done these things and now here you are. And so same for me, right around that same age, I decided that I was going to, you know, kind of do something different. And that was sort of like, oh shit, now what do we do? <laughs> you 
know what I mean? And and the online space was an option for me, given that it was something that has been, you know, I don't know. I just never really thought of it as an option, but it really wasn't an option even, you know, many years ago because it just wasn't a thing. So now here we both are in this space and, and thriving and doing successful things. But tell us a little bit about like, so you, you do a lot of coaching with women of a certain age. And that's how I always like to say it is women of a certain age. And what are some things that, you know, you find as commonalities as people sort of decide they want to do something different or women in that sort of space? Like, do you kind of see common themes or, or, or see different aspects of women who are over 40 that want a life change? I mean, are, are, are there things that, that you've been able to kind of hear and see about women that are changing their jobs or changing their attitudes towards things that you could share? I mean, I think a lot of us are in this space and I know a lot of women who have done this and I just love your thoughts on, on kind of what that looks like from your experience, having coached so many different women on marketing pieces, but there's other parts to that. They come into this for sure. Right. So I think that one of the commonalities is, is really, you know, what we were talking about before and what we both just touched on now is, is the questioning of like, is, is, is this what I'm here to do? And this, right. you know, it, it can also be termed midlife crisis, quote unquote. Right. But I, I think that's, I think that's unfair way to phrase it. It's because right. it's not actually a crisis. It's actually collecting enough experience about the world, about your life, about your, your personal experience. Yeah. The expectation that you should have all the answers. Like, you know, I don't know about you, but I figured by the time I got to 40, I would have my shit figured out. And I would I would have thought, yeah. I I mean, it seemed like when we were in our 20s that 40 was so old and that you would, you know, have it all together and figured out and know what's going on for sure. So yeah, I, I would agree with you 100% that I would, <laughs> would have thought that. But I think, so I think the first part of it is like, Oh, wait, I don't have it figured out. Yeah. And then you sort of look around and you're like, looks like she has it figured out. It yep. looks like she has it figured out. Why am yep. I the only one who hasn't had this figured? Why am I the what's going on here? And then it becomes right. this like snowball of questioning. Yeah. And one of the things that I want to help women understand is that you are not alone. You yeah. are not the only one who's questioning these things. Right, right. And it's like a perfectly appropriate thing to do at that point in your life when, you know, your kids are growing or or have, have left the house already. Yeah. Like, you know, your, your focus in time is different than it was in your 20s and 30s. For sure. And you have a lifetime of experience at that point. Well, I mean, at any point in your life, you have a lifetime of experience. That's kind of a right. Thing. <laughs> but I know what you mean, but you've got more. Right. You, you're, right. You've got you, more you've experience. Got years yeah. in the world yeah. of yeah. like, okay, so it's really a great and appropriate and beautiful time yeah. to start thinking about, all right, what, what do I yeah. really want to get out of my life? Yeah. What do I want it to look like? Yeah. 
And, and I think that those, those are moments where, like you said, it's not a crisis. It's, it's a matter of having more experience and having a different perspective, having a different look and outlook on life. And I think now more than ever, the opportunity to start your own business has never been greater. And the opportunity to test the waters in the entrepreneurial space with limited risk, to be honest with you, because whether you're running a, a, an e-com business or you're running an info business or you're running, you know, a lot of times you can get started with very minimal cost. And the world of social media has, I mean, we could debate that all day long, but has opened up a world for people that never had an opportunity to see themselves as entrepreneurs or be able to see themselves in that space. And so, and I think when you get to this age and you say, okay, is this really what I want? The opportunity to start something different, it, it's so readily available, like it's never been before. And I'm sure you're seeing, as I, we were talking, I'm seeing so many people make you know, that decision or the choice to start something new or to get in the online space and to have that experience where they never were able to do that or it was never tangible. Like I can't afford to start a brick and mortar business or open a restaurant or things like that. But boy, I could put some stuff out on the internet and see if people will buy it. And and there's limited risk for from that perspective. So I'm sure you're probably seeing that too. A lot of, a lot more women in particular starting things from home or they're starting new businesses and stuff like that just because they're, they want something different. Right. And it's, and you're so right, Dawn, is that there are opportunities there that, so we, for so many of us of a certain age. Yes. um, (laughs) We're just going to keep calling it that. Women of a certain age. (laughs) I prefer Gen X, but, but as, you know, as Gen X, ages, like yeah. there's, you know, millennials who are starting to hit the age of 40. Right. So, yep. so it's really more expansive than that. Yeah. But, um, oh gosh, now I forgot my point. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's Women of hilarious. a certain age and us, and us doing things that, that we maybe should have, you know, that we, that we wouldn't have had the opportunity to do in another, in another time or another age uh, of different things, I think is, is kind of where we were headed. So, you know, have, have women been able to get online and do the things that, you know, that they haven't or wanted to right. do. Thank you. Um, you you know, brought me right future. back. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I appreciate got you, girl. that. So, <laughs> so it's, it, it was normal, especially for women in our generation to think like, okay. And, and even still to think, okay, it's gotta be like, I gotta stop this. Yeah. Blow it all up. Yeah. Like a complete, I gotta quit. Yeah. And then, and then I start something else. Right. And the online space has allowed us to like, you can experiment. You can, I call them gen experiments because I think that's cute. You can dip your toe in the water of like so many different things um, to, to get a feel like, okay, do I want, okay. So I I have a friend that I'm going to use as an example who started a, a wreath business. Like she creates beautiful, gorgeous wreaths out of like fabric and, you know, all these decorative, like Michael's type things. And like, she does like fantastically beautiful things. Yeah. And it's, it's a side business for her. 
It's something she enjoys doing. It is not scalable, but she doesn't want it to be. Yeah. Like she is perfectly fine with continuing on in her day job and having her wreath business as something she does on the side as a creative outlet that also makes money for her. So it's not like, okay, I've got to stop this and blow this up and do this other thing. And that it's like you said, it's not like an investment in a brick and mortar business. It's not like you have all these startup costs that you traditionally would have in starting a business. Like there's all different ways that you can do this to like tap into the pieces of your life that you feel like are missing for you. Right, right. That to me has been the biggest opportunity for so many people is, is, is the opportunity to start something different. Maybe it's a creative outlet. Maybe it's a, a way to, you know, do a side gig or, or to start something with limited, you know, costs. And, and I think that outlet is so good for so many people and being able to see like, first of all, there, there are things on the other side uh, of a corporate space. And, and for some people, the security is, is there and, you know, they want, like you said, you want both, um, and you have it, and you can you can do what you want. I think where I I really have found that people are, you know, women of our age are are really starting to you know see success in areas that they never thought possible. But they're also like taking a step back and and recognizing that it doesn't have to be the hustle that they thought that they had to do in the regular job. And that's to me where, you know, when we were talking about, I hate the word hustle because it feels to me like such a, I don't know, such a hard thing, right? Like you got to really slug through it and all that kind of stuff. And, but I, but I feel like there's been so many women who, you know, have kind of been trapped in this mindset of like, I've got to work so hard to get, you know, success. And now online, yes, you still have to work hard, but that opportunity looks a lot different. And so, you know, when you, when you start online and, and you find your people and you find, you know, what you love doing, then it doesn't feel like a job and it doesn't feel like a hustle, but you, you've worked with women now for many years online and you've seen people, we were just talking about launching and, and all sorts of stuff, but you're really kind of now using different assessment tools, right. And, and helping women figure out kind of what is their purpose by using certain assessment tools. So how, how kind of talk to me us about that, you know, assessment tool, because I think that's a great lead into like, how do you know what you should be doing online or how do you know what you should be doing in your life? And I think there's tools and ways that can kind of help shepherd you to the right place. Right. So I discovered this assessment called the Sparkotype assessment. And first of all, I just love the name. I thought it was super yeah. cool. Yeah. But, um, so I've, in working with this assessment, what this assessment does is it essentially tells you what type of work it is that lights you up, that puts you yeah. in a state of flow, that does exactly what you were just talking about, Don, in terms of like work that doesn't necessarily feel like work, work, yeah. work that, um, that, you know, you say, all right, I'm just going to mess around with this for 10 minutes and you look at the clock and it's two hours later and you're like, whoa, yeah. how did that happen? And yeah. this is, and work in terms of the definition for the Sparkotype assessment is anything that takes energy and effort. So it's yeah. not simply what you get paid for, but you work on your relationships. You mm. work on hobbies that you might yeah. have. 
You yeah. work on maybe courses you take or, you know, whether it's for professional development or whether it's just like per something personal, like you just decided you wanted to learn how to build the guitar, for instance. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not necessarily income driven work. That's, that's, yeah. sure. it's a okay. broader definition for the yeah. archetype assessment. So what it does is it's, it's about a 10 minute assessment that you take. And you answer a bunch of questions. And this is actually based on science and research. Um, and it's something that's been developed over decades of yeah. collecting data about what gives people energy in terms of work and yep. what takes energy yep. away from them in terms of work. Yep. So you can, you can be doing something that you are good at and that you like doing. But if it's not truly the highest level of thing that the thing that gives you the most energy, yep. that can lead to burnout. So right. for example, you might be somebody who like over the course of your career, you have been incredibly good at creating systems mm -hmm. and implementing them for other yep. people. And that's yep. something that you're really good at and you like it. Yep. But you've gotten to the point where if you had to walk into another client's office and look at their pile of crap and yep. try to systematize it, that you would run away screaming out the door. Yep. Um, so there's a pretty good chance in that scenario that you were doing the work of what's called your shadow sparkotype as opposed to your mm. primary sparkotype. So there's three different levels of sparkotypes. There's your primary sparkotype, which is the work that you were put on earth to do. Yeah. There's your shadow sparkotype, which is <clears throat> work that you're good at and that you that you do enjoy, but it's best applied in service of your primary sparkotype. And then there's your anti-sparkotype, which is the type of work that actually drains your energy away. Yeah. And I took this test and I, I, I was very accurate, I thought, for me. Um, I think that, you know, there, there's a lot of different type of tests out there, right? Like we, we hear about Myers-Briggs, we hear about, you know, the Strengths Finder, we hear about, you know, Colby and all these different things. I think the thing that was really interesting with this one that, that is a bit different and unique is that it, it kind of broke out what your primary purpose is. And I, and, and maybe not using the exact, you know, correct terms on what, what it's called, but like, you know, it, it really helped you kind of define a little bit more of where your passion is and where it is that you really do get lit up with that. And I think it's interesting because you don't always see that like at the forefront, right. Of, of, mm -hmm. you know, what you're doing. And a lot of times we're working in our secondary or sometimes even in our third, um, you know, space to be able to, to recognize that like, okay, I really wasn't intended or put on earth to be doing this, but I've just been doing it because that's what everybody said I should be doing, or that's where I found my passion or found my place in the world, or I've been at corporate for so long. This just feels like the, the right thing to be doing. And so, how have you started to use this now as you've worked with women? You, you've helped kind of coach them and you're kind of helping develop sort of what that strategy looks like as far as what do you do with it once you find it? How do you shift and that type of thing? Is that is that primarily how you've been, you know, coaching women lately? Well, it's it's become the starting point for my work with people because I have found in the women that I've worked with who've taken this assessment that all of a sudden that 
it explains so many decisions that they've made in the past, whether they were positive or negative, they can see, oh, wow, okay, this is, this is why this was the right decision. This is why this was the wrong decision. There are other women who are like, wow, I finally have the words to describe myself. And I was never able to like put the words to what it is that I love to do. Yeah. But this description is like, it was written for me. Yeah. And like having that, that self-knowledge. Yeah. Clarity and, really. Yeah. Right. And understanding that like, okay, wait, instead of what I should do or yeah. what I've been conditioned to do, or sometimes for some people, it's as simple as like, the first job they got out of college or the first job they got when they started in the workforce literally was the thing that created their path for the next 20 years. Yeah. It could have been randomly that you that you took job A instead of job B. Yeah. And both of those things would have put you in a completely different place, sent you in a completely different direction. Right. And like that's by happenstance to yeah. a large degree. So yeah. understanding like, really what your primary driver is in terms of work, what really truly lights you up is so freeing because all of a sudden it's like, okay, wow, there's, there's so many options that are open to me potentially now by doing the work of this particular spark type that it's something that you can, it's, it's something that, okay, sure. You can like completely switch your gears and start doing something different, but it's also something you can take and apply to your life right now today immediately and say, okay, yeah. how can I look at my business or my yep. career with this self-knowledge now about this is the type of work that I that lights me up and I yep. know that and I feel that internally. Like how can I I can apply this to where I am right now today creatively. So I'm doing more of that type of work and less of the type of work that drains me. Yeah. I think it's such an interesting concept of of you know, assessments and how to put it into practice immediately. And I think a lot of times when, you know, you take the Colby or you take the disc or you take the strengths finder, it doesn't really tell you what to do (laughs) with the stuff, right? Like a lot of times it's like, well, that's great. I'm a high D or, oh, that's great. I'm a high, you know, whatever. I don't know what that means. I don't know how to change any of that. I'm not even really sure what to do with that information other than now I know this is how I am labeled, you know, or something along those lines. And I think that the Sparkotype, it it really does kind of give you real world information. Like today you could do this and it would help your mindset from this, or you could feel more passion about whatever if you just made these few things and, and understanding that right now, right today, like you said, I think that's so powerful. And I think it's something that, um, everybody should do right. And, and everybody should understand that so that you can kind of figure out to where your place is. I think a lot of us, like we were talking about earlier, a lot of us, you know, don't, necessarily know why we got to where we are or to your point we took a job that maybe paid more when we were in their 20s and that's why we did it and all sorts of stuff so I think having that knowledge to be able to put into practice instantly is so important and and so critical and I think that then translates into finding your best self right and and doing what you're what you're really passionate about. So when I think about like how to use this as a, a person so I I take this test and then 
I, I get to work with you or kind of tell me a little bit as we as we sort of wrap up here, Robin, tell me a little bit about like how how can I use this? How can I use it with you? What are some really, you know, some good ways that you would think about, you know, if I was just trying to find my place in the world or I'm looking for something to kind of tell me these things, tell, tell me a little bit more about that and how, how I would work with you on that. So you can take the assessment for free. Um, that you can go to, uh, I don't have the, we'll link it. We'll link it in the show notes so that we have it. I think it's sparkotype.com backslash assessment. Yep. You, you can take, you can take the assessment for free. And what the assessment does is there are 10 different sparkotypes and they're all in, as opposed to like MBTI or, you know, that puts you into like categories of numbers or letters or, you know, the right. Enneagram. And it like, yeah. it takes yeah. like a degree to be able to figure out what those things mean. Right. These, these sparkotypes, the names are things like the scientist, the maker, the essentialist, uh, the sage, yeah. the warrior, the advocate. So just the names alone, it's like, it, it makes it feel really human and connected. So yeah. you take the survey, it takes you about 10 minutes and you get a summary of your, of your results that explains your primary sparkotype, your shadow sparkotype and your anti-sparkotype. And that's, and that's great information for a lot of people. It's like, oh, okay, this, like, this does explain so many things about me. Mm-hmm. And then you can take those things if you want to and apply them to your life and go on your merry way. What I do in my work with women is I, is I make that process a little bit easier for them because sometimes it's hard to do sometimes. Yeah. I'm speaking personally. A lot of times. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard to like go inside yourself by yourself. And be able to see yourself clearly and see your life clearly and see what your options are in terms of moving forward once you have this knowledge. So what I do with women is that they take the assessment, send me the results. We get on a 45 minute call together and I review in depth what those, what those results mean. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about, okay, like what's your situation now? What is the thing that you're struggling with most? And how are you trying to find a path forward? And we use the results of this assessment to start mapping out those steps to help you decide, help you make those decisions that you haven't been able to make because you weren't even really sure what the answers or the options were for you. Right. So, so that's how I initially help women with, with the assessment. Well, that sounds like an amazing opportunity, and we'll link in the show notes to the assessment specifically, and we'll link to um, Robin's information so that you can kind of figure out more about that. But boy, wouldn't it be nice to take an assessment and to be able to have, you know, kind of a plan, but then to have somebody really help you, guide you, somebody who can help coach you through that well, what does that actually mean and how do I actually apply it to real, to real world? I think so, so many of us of a certain age need that sort of help so that we can really get back our passion and our purpose and really feel like we're in and doing the work that matters to us. If, if we all, most of us, all of us, I would say most all of us listening to this anyway, have 
to work, right? We, we have to be doing something to make money and we might as well enjoy what we're doing at this point and, and finding what lights you up and finding that clarity and being able to then put yourself on the right path so that, you know, you are really feeling it and finding, you know, the best place for you. And I think, um, those of you who are interested in that will, like I said, we'll link to all of this, but any last minute thoughts, Robin, as we kind of wrap this up, because this has been so helpful. And I think it just hearing other people have this conversation for so many women is, is impactful. Just this, the conversation alone of, yeah, I'm not by myself. I'm not the only one feeling this way. Like we talked about at the beginning, but any kind of last minute thoughts as we, as we wrap up? Yeah, I would just like to encourage everybody out there that like, first of all, you're not alone. Yeah. That there's, there's this in the world, generally speaking right now. And, and this, this doesn't even just attach to our generation, Don. There's yeah. a lot of questioning about like, what am I doing? Does this make sense? What's happening in my life? Um, do I have any control over this? Yeah. Um, and you know, that questioning is normal and natural, but the answer doesn't have to be like A or Z and there's yeah. like nothing in between. Yeah. So even if you're, you are feeling right now that like what you're doing right now is not the thing that is meant for you, there are ways to adjust what's happening right now without blowing it up. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be like, okay, I can't make a change because it means I have to completely go away from this thing that I'm doing right now. No, yep. there is an in-between ground and we can, we can find that. Right. Right. And I think that's important too, because a lot of us sometimes want to just burn it to the ground. Right. And, and right. you'll hear that phrase a lot of like, just burn it mm -hmm. to the ground. I don't want to do it anymore. And, and you don't have to do that. And I think this is why this, this assessment tool and having you help people do this sort of shifting is so important because it really does maximize where you're at right now. It gives you the opportunity to really make subtle shifts to get you towards the, the goal of whatever it is that you're trying to do. It's not an, if this, then that sort of scenario, but somewhere in between. So, well, Robin, this has been amazing. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. We've had such good conversation and I hope that this, um, you know, podcast finds the women out there that are, you know, feeling like we're feeling or finding their place and um, feel free to reach out to Robin. You can find her on Facebook and Instagram. We've got her links in the show notes and you can reach out to her website also in the show notes. Um, and I would highly encourage you if you are a woman of a certain age and you're trying to find your passion and purpose, definitely get the Sparkotype assessment and do that, but then reach out to Robin and have her help and kind of coaching and guiding you. You will not be sorry. Um, and I think you will find a lot of uh, passion and purpose behind that conversation. So thanks so much, Robin. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you like what you've heard, I'd be so grateful if you'd leave a review. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see if you're a good fit to work with the Digital Dawn team, head over to digitaldawnagency.com forward slash contact and let's book a call. Thanks so much again and until next time.